Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Somewhat shortened K-Fire Cafe today. The governor due up at about 3.30 or so. Dr. Steve, 180 Health Solutions, Twin City Drive, man down. Dr. Steve Nagel, D.C. I don't get the, the full name in there, otherwise... What happens Good if I don't afternoon. say the DC part? Does that which one of us gets in trouble? Is that me or you, or both? That's me. Well, neither one of us, not technically. Okay. Well, I don't want to get anybody in trouble there. I'm not, you know, don't want to. He is a <laughs> yeah. doctor of chiropractic, big, but his his interests big, go way beyond the normal. Big Pharma has a has quite the stranglehold on what you can and can't say about health, and so that's where we like to push the edge pretty much every week. Um, when, how, as much as we can, and they even have a stranglehold on on how you're supposed to present yourself as a doctor or not, which is really? ironic. What if your last name was the Gates? Could are, you present yourself a little differently then, or uh, if, well, if the, you and Bill were like said, close or something? <laughs> what's that? Say if you and Bill Gates were close, could you uh, get that <laughs> that rule bent up a little bit in your favor? Oh there? man. Yeah, supposedly the ones that are only supposed to talk about health topics are the ones that prescribe drugs. Okay, but that's like saying, I'm a car nut. I know what's good about cars or bad about car or whatever, but I work in radio. Therefore, because I'm not a car professional, I can't possibly have a credible opinion. It's kind of like the only people that can talk about like motors are people that sell motor oil. Exactly. I mean, I don't need to be a meth addict to know meth isn't really good for you or a sugar addict to know sugar isn't good for you. So why do you have to be the specialist in that industry to have any kind of a valid opinion? But whatever. Well, right. Yep. So that's where we're going to get in and talk about asthma and allergies, because if I would have followed, obviously, this getting close to asthma and allergy season here, so to speak. And if I were to follow what I did the first 22 years of my life, I would still be on probably five different prescription medications and still having miserable springs, miserable summers and miserable falls. That's kind of what Um, got your, got you on this path of interest to begin with was as you've mentioned, you've mentioned this before, but for those who've just tuned in for the, the first time or just aren't familiar with that part of your story, I mean, that's a heck of a part of your story. Absolutely. Severe asthma allergies, the first 22 years of my life. Um, I growing up on a family farm down in Winton, I I was always the first one to have to go home. I was always, you know, playing with the kids, playing with my my friends. I was always the one that had to stay inside, couldn't get in the grain bins and help out. Like I was always the one that had a had a miss out and it was kind of like I was the crippled child without having any um any outright signs of being crippled. It was all inside of me, right? And I think that's a, one thing that is really important for people to, for the world to understand is a lot of times people on the outside, they may look fine, look healthy, but on the inside, they're a mess and either they know that and, and their doctors don't believe them or they're, they're told that they're broken, right? They're told that there's nothing that they can do, that they have these health problems that there's nothing that they can do about. And, and if there's anything more true today, there is a massive amount of, um, 
opportunity for people to take this whole coronavirus thing and use it to create health, right? Use it to realize that, guys, there's going to be millions of other viruses. There already are all around us every day. And if we don't take the time to actually figure out what our physiology is doing today and actually optimize it, you know, they're just going to keep coming. They're, that's how the world works. That's how viruses work. They change, they adapt. They're, they're trying to survive just like we are. Um, but technically, they're not living, but they adapt very easily. Um, so the first 22 years of my life, I was on everything from your, you know, couple different inhalers to your Benadryls, your Sudafeds, right? Um, all your antihistamines, your anti, your decongestions. So much so that I literally don't remember a lot of my childhood because of all the medications that I was on. I would fall asleep in the tractor. I would, you know, had to stay out of grain bands. I remember one time, and, and this is kind of where like people think, well, is, is Dr. Nagel, is he anti-medicine? No, I'm not, not anti-medicine one bit. It saved my life numerous times. But knowing where to draw that line between medicine and crisis care and healthcare, right? I remember one day that I was in, I was, it was like a hundred degrees and my dad was, my dad, we had to clean out this grain bin, right? And I couldn't go into grain bins because whenever I would, my lungs would, my, my lungs would close up and I'd be in, you know, pretty serious situation. I felt so bad for him. Like, well, I'll just go in for really quick and help him finish up real quick. And so the good news of the story is I was able to get him out of the grain bin. <laughs> the bad news is he had, a, we had to quit the project to take me into the ER, right? Mm -hmm. Where wow. we had the life-saving, where we had the life-saving medication, we had the the steroids, the decongestants, all these things that can really be great at helping save lives, right? They do every day, and I'm super super thankful for that. But no one during the first 22 years of my life said, "What's the plan moving forward to to help your immune system work better?" Right? What's the plan moving forward to get you off some of these medications? So even back then, well, it was maybe, all, what what pill could we get you? And, and you got to find the right pill to get you better. Otherwise, you're not going to get better. That was kind of the thought process even then. Huh? Right. And it, well, and, and using the tools that they had, right? If you look at it, if you look at the med medicine like firefighters, right? Tools and so axes, axes and fire hoses, drugs and surgery. That's the tools that they have. They don't have these other tools, right? They don't, they're, they're, their understanding isn't looking at the human body like a carpenter, right? Isn't looking at what do, what caused what caused this original problem in the first place, and what do we need to address to um, to help the body to create health and create sufficiency, right? So that we're not so we don't have these immune system problems, right? So much of our world today is so reactive because we worry about trying to change the environment, trying to change the things that we're exposing ourselves to so we don't have to be scared of it. And yet that reeks of like fear on every aspect of it anyways, right? We're taught like from over and over the new normal, like all these things that, you know, that we're going to have to stay away from this thing forever instead of saying, what are these people, what's really killing these people, right? Is it, why, why is, why are most of the people dying? in areas where the, the population is extremely congested, the air quality is probably pretty crappy, right? They're probably eating tons of, of crappy processed foods, right? We look at, we have to ask, start asking those questions, where on earth, like, what, like why is it everyone's convinced into these, these big city populations that are dying? The, the few that are dying outside of that are pretty much on their deathbed anyways, unfortunately, right? So the fact that it was that they tested positive for some virus that may or may not be living in most of us already, we just don't know it's there, is is 
is to me it's it's mind blowing that they've been able to create such a monumental mountain of fear for everybody when the experiences that we get to see in our office every day are in direct contradiction of fearing a virus versus strengthening the internal our internal immune system right so I go from there to I get a nursing degree. I'm working in nurse in, in an ICU in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I meet a chiropractor. I start getting adjusted, literally. Like, so I'm curious about it. I noticed some musculoskeletal improvements, but more importantly, within two months, I was off all my asthma medication, all my allergy medication, and I have not used any of it since. Right. And and just to me, my for my own personal testament, like we get to see that stuff every day. And now, like you know, even, and, and so I get to share that with other people that come in with those same sort of, um, same sort of problems. The immune system itself is under direct control of your nervous system. There's an intricate connection. You can't change the immune system without changing, um, the nervous system, without changing the, um, the endocrine system. They all work in, in, in um, they all, in accordance with them. And you right. can even a, add the digestive system. It's all set oh, of wiring. Ahead. You start moving that wiring around and you start affecting everything. Well, I mean, it, yeah, your body is this amazing Swiss watch of different ecosystem, of one ecosystem that all has interplays in different components, right? Same thing with our digestive health, right? If if we have different problems, which and we, we talk about, we test, we don't guess, right? So we take all the guesswork out of like, take this, that, you know, we always hear people say, well, I was told this supplement is good for my stomach, right? Well, it, it kind of depends, right? If the fortunate thing about most supplements is that they're harmless if you don't need them, right? Um, some of them not so much, but they're mostly harmless if you don't need them and can be beneficial if you do, right? And so, and so, but a lot of people end up throwing 50, 100 different supplements, right? You try this, try that, try the other. Whereas if we can actually get a good reading on what's happening in the GI system or what's happening in your nervous system, right? What does that spine look like, right? And, and how does that implicate that nervous system, right? Or how, the, the immune system itself. We know that the nervous system itself has profound implications, right? Go home and take a search, look up the vagus nerve when you get home tonight, right? Um, on the implications on immune health, right? It's a, it's a nerve. It's a nerve in the human body that has major implications in how, the, how, how your immune system actually functions. Um, Add into that food, right? And add into that the things that create inflammation in the human body and create dysfunction, and and that's where I, um, it's coming up on coming up on a year now with this sweet little girl that we get to see like um, every couple of weeks. And uh, when she had started out, she her mom had brought three pages worth of documents with on all the different consultations, the different medications, the steroids, the antibiotics, the steroids, the antibiotics, the decongestants, steroids, antibiotics just over and over again and that was the only solution they had for this little girl and her mom said pretty much every time if she wasn't on medications if she wasn't antibiotic she was sick right and it would just keep coming back monthly over and over again well we sat down with her and said well let's look at the cause let's look at what's what causes the immune system to start to dysfunction right because the immune system isn't it's not it's not just this faulty thing that your medical doctors would like to think that that it is, right? There's actually reasons that the immune system starts to falter. And so we started looking at those different factors and we started taking away, right? We looked at her digestive tract, what was going on with her digestive system. We looked at foods that were, that she was allergic to, right? We looked at the structure of her spine and her nervous system, right? And 
basically within the last 12 months, she's had like one cold and that was pretty much it, right? And that was right at the start of her care. Her mom was absolutely just astounded this whole winter because um, normally she was pretty much sick all the time. And, um, you know, and, and it was one of those things where for her, it was just life-changing, right? And that's, each individual has their own experience. And what, what the saddest thing for me is that I see people going through life without having answers, right? Where they, they've had been dealt or told they just have to live with these different problems and no one ever talked to them. Just like me for the first 22 years of my life, no one ever said, hey, you might want to see a chiropractor. Hey, you might want to do some testing on your gut. Like look at your digestive system. Look at there's foods that are triggering that immune system, right? Start looking into some of these factors and to find different solutions and that's and because I had I had my pediatrician, I had my asthma specialist that they were specialized in a specialist in prescribing medication. That was it, right? They knew more options. They had more drugs, right? Um, and so when we look at that, right, these different specialists sometimes they get lost in the forest, right? Your specialists are looking at drugs, they're looking at steroids, they're looking at maybe how well your lungs are expanding and contracting instead of saying, looking at that big Swiss watch, that thirty thousand foot view about. Where are these contributing factors, right? Where, um, what may be inhibiting that that's not even anywhere in the same realm as your lungs, right? It's not a problem with the lungs. It's a problem with how your body's actually functioning. Right. Dr. Steve Nagel, DC, by the way, in case you're just joining us here in the Cape Fire Cafe, the governor coming up at about 3.30. So you're right. I mean, it, it, the, the Swiss watch principle, you've mentioned it before. And it's absolutely true. I mean, it's an interactive series of parts. And you mess with one, you start messing with, too bad they didn't think about that when we're doing lobotomies, but that's, we've, we've learned that lesson. <laughs> right. Finally. That was, that was the best medical practice at the, at the time. Cut out, cut out some people's, cut out the brain. Right. Good idea. Yeah. Yeah. We can just drill a hole and snip a little bit and we'll, we know what we're doing. Um, no. And Maybe sometimes I wonder if we have the, the same medical arrogance or not today, but that's a whole different discussion. So I, honestly, I think it's gotten worse today than it was 70 years ago. Yeah. Maybe um, we're not drilling into the body, but we're do, barely willing to do some of the same damage, but. Well, uh, the, the, the thing that I see is that, is that, medicine they have this there's this idea that they know how to control everything right it's all about control instead of expression right and control instead of normalize right if you have high blood pressure they're going to control it if you have high blood sugars they're going to control it right by using drugs to suppress if you have an autoimmune disorder they're going to give you some extremely potent dangerous medication to suppress immune function instead of normalize it instead of looking at what's causing it to be dysregulated Right. Aren't you just manipulating the numbers at that point then rather than actually well, for, coming up with the cure? Um, well, you're making the numbers look better for sure. And I'm, I'm not going to say that if you have high blood pressure that you shouldn't lower it to some extent. But but more importantly, you need to stop pouring water on that fire and figure out why it, there's a fire in the first place and start to correct the underlying issues. Because if you don't, you're still going to develop chronic disease. You're still going to develop all the lifestyle problems. That's one of the main reasons. One of the big reasons people are dying from COVID is because they're on blood pressure medication, right? And these blood pressure medications are causing problems. No one wants to have that conversation. No one wants to say that, hey, maybe we're approaching this whole thing incorrectly. Like if we look at 90, 97% of people that have 
have this respiratory disorder that are put on a vent, they die. Yeah. Right. So maybe we need to start looking at a different option, right? Maybe we need to start to look at something a little bit differently to say, maybe that's not the answer for these people. Maybe we need to start um, asking other, uh, my, my friend, um, Dr. Fogarty, right. He would say, let's put them in, let's let, let's put them in a hyperbaric chamber and see how they do. Right. I'm not allowed to say that because I would be, that would be me saying something to be too controversial out there. Right. But, um, I mean, Dr. Foyter is very well researched on, because what we know is it's not a, a lung problem, it's an oxygenation of your tissue problem, right? Um, what if we could get oxygen to these people without, without having to try to throw them on a vent where um, you know, only 3% of these people are making it through that procedure? Dr. Steve Nagel, DC. 180 Health and Solutions, yeah. Twin City Drive, Mandan180HealthNow.com. And now you know somebody with whom you can have that conversation. And certainly if you know somebody, maybe they've got the respiratory problem, the allergy problem, whatever, and you haven't gotten the answers, now you know another person you can ask. I look at the definition of asthma itself, right? And so if you look into um, the the Journal of Respiratory Medicine, right? um, They they give like a definition or like an explanation that is best they can about asthma itself. And what it reads is, this hyperreactivity usually coexists with airway inflammation, although the pathophysiological mechanisms underlying these changes are not fully understood. Well, they don't understand it, number one, right? Uh, so how are they going to They don't fully understand it, but they have the answers, huh? Right. And then it also <laughs> says, it is likely that this hyperreactivity is associated with abnormal autonomic nervous system control. Vagus nerve chiropractic, right? So do we treat asthma? No, we, we normalize function of the spine and the nervous system and the body innately functions better on its own. There you go. And then it goes on to say, in particularly, the parasympathetic or vagal component of the autonomic nervous system appears to be implicated in the pathogenesis of asthma, right? But you don't even see, you don't even see the practice of medicine going down that road to try to do what anything to help to normalize that. They're just going to say, you're going to need steroids forever, and you're going to need some of these, you know, super potent medications that aren't even the safest things in the world to be doing. Well, there you go, folks. There's your person to ask, Dr. Steve Nagel, DC180HealthNow.com. Thank you for your time, Dr. Steve. I appreciate it very much, as Absolutely. always. We're actually going to be doing an asthma and allergy event, um, I believe, in two weeks, um, a webinar here. So, you, again, you can always follow us on Facebook or give us a call. Um, um, give us a call at our office or check out our website, 18180healthnow.com. All right. Dr. Steve Nagel on the K-Fire Cafe. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.